from the land of the free and the home of the Chiefs. This is the Locked On Chiefs podcast. Welcome back to Locked On Chiefs. It's the day that we have to keep looking at this team to build up the base to find out where they're going, what can happen, and when. There's a lot to go over today. We're brought to you by Built Bar. Go to BuiltBar.com and use the promo code Locked On to get 20% off your next order. This is going to be fun. We have a lot to dig into, specifically with what restructures might be available out there and what's going to happen to the Chiefs as they move forward in the offseason. I'm Ryan Tracy, the founder of Rogue Analytics and your host at RGR Football. And I'm Chris Clark. Thank you for listening. And there's a ton of talk to jump into when it comes to restructures uh, because Kansas City has a lot of cap room that they need to lose to be able to get under the cap for the 2021 year. But let's go ahead and jump into the news. Really not a ton going on right now. One thing that popped up is that the Chiefs were able to retain a coach when, you know, honestly, a job came calling that maybe you lose somebody as a position coach to go take. Yeah, it sounds like he was offered the defensive coordinator position at Tennessee, uh, and he turned it down to stay in Kansas City and, uh, you know, still work with this team. So I think that's a good sign moving forward. And we're talking about Matt House, who I think eventually will have another shot at a D.C., probably in the NFL. So I think that was probably a good decision on his part. I'm glad to see him stay because I feel like there's going to be a lot of coaching emphasis at the position group in the next year or two. And certainly development of Willie Gay is going to require it. Yep, absolutely. And they're going to have turnover at that position because there's no other way around it at this point. They're going to have to figure out what they're going to do with Damian Wilson, which we will talk about a little bit. And uh, obviously there's a question of Anthony Hitchens as well. Yeah, the, it's all going to be questions at particular spot. I've started breaking them down in the draft class because I think that they're going to have to add to the group one way or the other, and so that's going to require the coaching as well. It's it's gratifying to see that despite what it was maybe a bitter ending to a season, that somebody like Matt House, who is going to have options in the future and obviously had one now, chose to stick with this staff, to stay with Spags, and continue to develop what this defense can be overall. Yeah, that's encouraging, and I think that that's a good decision for him. I do agree with you. I think he'll get an opportunity to coach at probably a D.C. position in the next couple of years. I don't think it'll be next year. Uh, this defense would have to take a lot of a big step forward, but I do think that it's possible that he'll get an offer in the next couple. Yeah, I think so, too. They're going to have to guard against that with him, Brandon Daly, and a number of other coaches on this staff. So good for them because this is where the offseason gets going. If you can keep your staff together, and augment it, actually. The Chiefs staff isn't that huge by comparison to a lot of NFL teams. I'd like to see them maybe add a couple of staff members to help out with the guys that are here in order to get more hands on deck. You know what I mean? Yep. No, and I think that's definitely something they could do. Uh, you know, you look at other positions and other kind of news, not really, as you said, not really much going on, though. No, there's one thing I guess Tyreek's going to go down to uh, Miami, run some routes, see if Darius Butler shows up. I guess that's one, but they might go watch and. Um, you never know who's going to show up with a camera because uh, I think that it's a popular little thing that's going on on Twitter right now. Yeah, and obviously it is the off season, and players can do what they want and go where they want. They've got uh, a couple of months before they have to start reporting back on a regular basis, so that's a good thing. If he wants to go work on that, I guarantee it's going to be looked at as a positive for Kansas City. I would think so, too. And uh, Pat McAfee's show said they might bring some cameras on there, so watch out for that. Uh, we have a lot to watch out for. And we got to get into how this team could. Bet online is the fastest and easiest way to bet on all your sports action. Football might be over, 
But the NBA, college basketball, and NHL are going to be back in full swing. And Bet Online even covers award shows, reality TV, all kinds of stuff. Real time updated odds and props on almost anything you can imagine. Bet Online has you covered for all the news, scores, and odds. It's the best way to place your bets, and it's free to sign up. Head over to the website to sign up today and receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. The promo code's locked on for Bet Online, your online sportsbook experts. We're covering everything you need to know about the Chiefs, but what about the rest of the league? Now the Locked On Podcast Network has you covered there as well with Locked On Today. It's hosted by Peter Bukowski, and it's all about sports, all you need, all the news, every morning, and it's under 20 minutes. Subscribe to the Locked On Today podcast wherever you get your podcasts. One of the under-the-radar ways for teams to magically create themselves some cap space is the the mythical version idea conception of a restructure which generally comes in so many flavors that i don't even know how to run it down so you're gonna have to walk us through this as we look at who the chiefs restructures could be is there more than one there's a bunch there's a lot of different ways to go about this so let's go ahead and start back where we started on monday right now the cap liabilities for the Chiefs for this season is $211,717,000. That is currently $30 million over the projected cap space that is going to be available. Now, what really matters this time of year is going to be your top 51 because that's all you have to have under the cap number uh, when the new year starts. So that's definitely going to be something to watch. That's about $4 million less than the total cap liabilities. So they're at about $207 million. We're expecting the cap to be at $181 million. So you're looking at about $26, $27 million that you have to figure out just to get under the cap. Now, the other key with that is Kansas City likes to operate where they're, what, five, six, seven million under the cap every year? Does mm-hmm. that sound about right? Yep. So you would think that you know, right now you're 27 million over. So you probably want to get, you know, 32, 34, somewhere in there is the cap amount that you would need to get down. The key here is, are you going to do it with cuts, which we kind of already discussed a little bit, uh, or are you going to do it with restructures? So, you know, if we start with this and I, I want to throw this out there and I, we talked about these guys yesterday uh, they're going to do something with Eric Fisher. We don't know what it's going to be, so I'm not going to really touch on that cap number. But at least from my perspective, they're going to gain $6 million from Mitchell Schwartz. I just can't see him being on the roster in 2022. Uh, if I end up being wrong, great. I would appreciate that if I am wrong, but I just can't see him being there. So to me, you're looking closer to $20 million just to get to the regular cap number, probably closer to $25 million that you need to get down. And there's a draft class out there, too. So there's a lot of work to be done. So that brings us to whether they do um, have Mitch on board or not, or if there's a retirement out there, like we discussed the other day, we just don't know until we know. But there are a number of options out there. I think Fisher is probably the best place to start because of the injury situation. I think that does make it more amenable to him to maybe get an extension of a year or two that allows them to bring that cap number down and allows him to have the recovery time. It feels to me like there's room there and that's a way that they could maneuver to get at least closer to the cap. It's not going to do it all, but it's something right. 
Fisher is sitting at 15 million right now. I do think that that is something that they're going to look at. And I'm not exactly sure how they're going to structure that. If they do a couple of year deal, he is at 30, but tackles usually can play till what? 33, 34. Mm-hmm. Usually. Uh, so I think that they could be looking at doing another three or four year extension. Maybe they do something where they give him, you know, APY of, you know, 12 million a year. Uh, and say, you know, we'll give you incentives on the back end of your contract, trying to get you up closer to what the top of the market would be if you're able to come back. Maybe that's something he looks at. Uh, so that would lower his cap a little bit. Uh, if you lower his cap five million and get him down to closer to 10 million, then you would basically have the cap space that you would need to sign your draft class. So at that point, you're still needing about $25 million to come off the cap to get to where the chiefs like to operate. And that's before you sign any free agents. Mm-hmm. And that's the interesting part. We talked the other day about two other cases too, about uh, doing extensions. And so for Hill and Matthew, we kind of feel like that's the way to go. It doesn't need a restructure. You can add years to those guys. Cause you want to do that anyway. And we're, we're next to 99% that the franchise wants to extend both of them. So let's take them off the table. Where's the next place that you go look? I'm glad you're taking Tyreek off the table, but I do want to throw this out there because people are going to talk about it. If you restructure Tyreek, you could gain $6 million this year. So that is an option. I still think they're going to look at extension, but it is an option to restructure and gain $6 million. Honestly, this is kind of what we – and this is why we structured this week this way because I wanted to talk about the way that the cap was set up for the Chiefs and how they could do this going forward. This is exactly why I think they're using roster bonuses with their big guys in Patrick Mahomes and Chris Jones. So the biggest number on here is clearly that of the biggest contract in Patrick Mahomes. What can they do to maneuver around and maybe make themselves some space? So the biggest thing you can do is you look at the roster bonus, which is close to $22 million. I'll just round up to $22 million at this point. And basically, the way these contracts are set up with the NFL and the way they are set up with players, 99% of the contracts are set up to allow you to restructure a contract and basically change the roster bonus into a signing bonus, which allows you to prorate that money over a five-year period. And why that is so key and what that means is the player isn't going to see any difference. They're still going to get their money. It's not going to change anything. He's still going to get his almost $22 million in 2020. But when it comes to the cap, you don't have to pay all. That is not all going to be in 2021. That's going to be spread over a five-year period. That allows you to save $17.5 million almost on Patrick Mahomes if you do a restructure on his contract alone. That's enormous. And while that is moving uh, cap down the line, it gives you that relief right here. Hopefully treading water until the overall salary cap rises again. Knock on wood next season. But he's not the only one. There's a couple other options. Where would you go next? So the next place you could look, the easiest place to look would be Chris Jones. Uh, he doesn't have as long of a contract, so you are not going to get the proration that you would uh, normally for Patrick Mahomes. We kind of talked about that. He's got a 10-year contract. You can only take it over five regardless. So when you're spreading it out, you look at the number, and Chris Jones has only got three years left. So basically you would do a proration, uh, say this is a signing bonus, and you would take his $20 million roster bonus that he's got. He's still going to get the $20 million, and you can push... $13.67 million into future years. 
So at that point, you have freed up over $31 million in those two players alone. That's a lot of work and it could easily be done if you took them in their entirety. If they choose to do smaller restructures and, and not move quite as much in order, again, not to kick it down for proration down the line, could they maybe look at doing others with two in particular, Travis Kelsey and Frank Clark? And I think Clark's kind of due for one. I felt that when they signed this contract. Yeah, they could. It's a little bit different with Frank Clark because his base salary is 18 and a half versus a roster bonus. Uh, and the big difference there when you're looking at the cap is the roster bonus is generally set up to where you can automatically do it. Uh, I believe with a base salary adjustment and a restructure, you would actually have to have him uh, sign off on being able to do that. But I don't see why he wouldn't do that. Uh, it's not really going to change anything for him. Maybe they give him you know, another million dollars down the line or something to, to entice him to sign it. Uh, but he could free up another $12 million. Uh, you look at another guy, Travis Kelsey. He could free up close to a little over $9 million if you restructure his contract. Uh, he's got a roster bonus of $7 million. But the big thing on Kelsey, and this is interesting because I don't see it on their other bigger contracts. It doesn't have it for Patrick Mahomes. But Kelsey has a $750,000 bonus on a per-game bonus on his contract. That's a lot of money. That is a lot of money week by week by week. Yep. So definitely have room to move money around on Travis Kelsey. Uh, you also have almost $2.5 million you could do on Anthony Hitchens if you want to restructure him. We haven't talked about Hitchens at all. I wonder if that's going to be something that they are – you know, looking at, you know, doing a restructure or maybe cutting him. I have a hard time saying they're going to cut him because he seems to be a captain on this team, and I just don't see them going that direction. But it would be say it would save them some money. I think that's worth looking at. I, I agree with you. I think football-wise, they want to keep him on here. And looking at the savings, I don't know that it offsets enough. Well, but, just restructuring it doesn't. But if you cut him, you'd save six and a half. Right. I, I think football wise that that cancels that out. They need him. They they don't have the the core. So I think that takes care of that. Yep. There's a couple of other things that they need to do, though, as as they get all that lined up for the cap. There's a couple of other cheap ways that they can keep players that they like. That's the restricted rights free agents. We're going to run them down right after this. Bill Bar has upped the Andy delicious, perhaps their best bar yet. If you liked Cookie Dough Chunk Bilt Bar, then you're going to love Coconut Brownie Chunk. Dark chocolate coconut and real brownie chunks. It doesn't get any better. Bilt Bar is great for the health-conscious guy. Lose or maintain weight while indulging in a delicious treat. Bars are low-calorie, low-sugar, high-protein, high-fiber, and great for the keto diet. Go check out the peanut butter. It has 19 grams of protein, 180 calories, 5 grams of sugar, and 5 grams of net carbs. It is absolutely delicious in my opinion. Go to BillBar.com and use promo code LOCKEDON and you'll get 20% off your next order. Use promo code LOCKEDON for 20% off. It's a limited time flavor, so go out and get it today at BillBar.com. If you're betting this year and want more wins, listen to Locked On Bets with your boy Q and Lee Sterling of Paramount Sports. They are picking college basketball, football, and NBA locks all winter long. Subscribe to Locked On Bets wherever you get podcasts. So what goes under the radar also... I think, in this whole offseason process. And yes, tomorrow, folks, we're going to break down all the other free agents that this team has in uh, what is going to be kind of a fun exercise back and forth about what they should do. But first, we have to take a look at what is it? Nine restricted rights free agents? Because those are simpler 
those are you either assign a tender that is a, a value for a round that would uh, earn you a draft pick if they sign elsewhere. Or uh, there are two restricted rights free agents who don't have the ability to negotiate with anyone else to even try to get that. But they generally keep the salaries low. They keep players that are familiar with your system, and they allow you to just kind of continue down the line with guys you've already had in-house. Um, there's a bunch of them. Where do you want to start? Well, I think we have to start with the number one guy. Uh, when you're, Especially when you're looking at snaps, you're looking at Andrew Wiley. Uh, left guard started most of the season, started all season for Kansas City. Obviously, uh, really didn't do play very well in the Super Bowl, but he did. He played left. He's listed as a left guard, but he played right guard his entire season uh, up until the Super Bowl. I do think that they're going to, you know, give him a restricted tender. I'm not sure exactly what it's going to be, but I do expect them to tender him. Yeah, even at 27 years old, he's a little bit older than a guy that's still on a a restriction of some kind, but I, I do expect he is easily somebody they need to bring back. There's more holes than there is cheese on that offensive line group. Yeah, and part of the reason that you're going to give him a uh, contract of some sort is because you have other guys, and we'll talk about them later in Rimmers, Osimile, uh Kilgore, Ryder. Uh, all those guys are free agents. Yep. I mean, <laughs> that's half your line. And, and we've we'll, already talked about the tackles, so we'll have those guys tomorrow as we try to make decisions or what we think this team will do. So I think we both agree easily. Andrew Wiley, we will be back. They'll put a tenor on him that maintains uh, his status as a Kansas City Chief. So that said, the next guy who, in terms of snaps played, uh, would be Traverius Ward, right? I, that seems also like a no-brainer to me, given the cost. Definitely, it seems like a no-brainer to me, and I think that uh, he they will bring him back. I. I don't think that they go with an original round tender. I just don't see them doing that. Uh, he was undrafted actually from Dallas. So you can't do that. I would probably figure it's going to be a second round tender for Ward. That's my thought as well. Um, and I think that's safe. I don't think anybody's going to be giving up a second round pick for that. If they do, uh, then the chiefs have the ability to get younger and quite frankly, fill in what I think is a more drastic knee along the offensive line, as we just said. So that makes a lot of sense. Uh, who's next in terms of snaps played? Was it Ben Neiman? Yep. I think they, I think they at least tender him an offer, uh, mainly because I think you're looking at having to replace so many other players on this roster. You bring back as many guys as you possibly can at the cheapest possible amount. So you can, I, I agree with you completely. They will definitely tender him because if nothing else, he's insurance for Willie Gay and Willie was progressing, and I think that they feel okay. They didn't want to rush him, and despite my my complaining to the contrary, but he did have the injury late. So you can project him to be the starting Will uh, with Damian and Hitch right now. But if he has any kind of setback, or if or if something goes wrong in his development curve, having been in there that you have already given way more significant snaps to than I ever thought that you would. That has to be your, your you know, security blanket. I am totally with that. That said, um, the big question mark to me, this is where it starts to get iffy for me. Nick Kaiser played 27% of the snaps this season and is a restricted uh, exclusive rights free agent. Excuse me. I'm not sure that that's worth tendering. I don't know. I think it's an exclusive rights free agent. You're not going to be really giving up that much money. And I wouldn't be shocked if they bring him back, mainly because as an exclusive rights free agent, he can't go anywhere else. If you want him back, uh, he has to accept whatever you offer him. And without with all the other holes that they have to fill, 
not knowing what they're going to have at tight end, it wouldn't hurt to have him there at least for camp. Right. I did say that, Rod, not tender, but resign. And and I guess that's fair. Better to have more bodies at the position that you've been struggling to get snaps out of uh, at the T2 spot at the very least. So that brings me to a guy who didn't play this year and Alex Brown, who I think they gave some snaps to in 19, like thought that he was going to make some progression. Um, I, I think that kind of buys him a, another year to try to progress. What do you think? Yeah, I think so. Uh, corner is going to be a very interesting position because they've got a lot of free agents there too. So I think that they bring Brown back, uh, especially since he's an ex- exclusive rights free agent. Yeah, it's just pretty simple there. And that brings us to the last. Uh, these are all offensive guys. That's why I wanted to squeeze Brown in there. So uh, top of the list for me, very clearly, is Daryl Williams. Uh, he has restricted rights. I think they tender him. I think they bring him back very much for continuity, if nothing else, in the question mark about Damien. Absolutely, I agree. And honestly, you know, you look at Daryl Williams and Clyde Edwards-Alaire, I think that those can be a very good complementary backfield for you. Yeah, I, I have no problem with that. Now, they're going to augment it with somebody else, I'm sure, mm-hmm. um, and and let Darwin continue to compete. But the question is out there of Damien, so we'll have to see that, how that progresses. The guy that I am like, very excited about in terms of, yes, I think they, they offer him. Uh, they tender him as a restricted free agent. They do retain him. But for the value that they get out of that level of compensation, which should be very, very cheap, I think Byron Pingle's in a spot to take a step forward and get significant more than the 20% of the snaps that he played this last year. I definitely think so. And that's going to be something that we're going to, have to talk about tomorrow because there are definitely going to be some questions at that wide receiver position that they have to get addressed. Absolutely. It comes down to the other tight end, then Dion Yelder, who's a guy that he hasn't progressed the way that I had hoped, but I think that they, they might still see some. And again, at that cost, tendering him, I think, is, is also something that I think they'll do. Yeah, and at his age, I mean, he's only 26, so I do think that that's definitely something they're going to look at, and they're going to say, you know, regardless of what we think of him as a player for this past year, uh, going forward, at least that gives us somebody in case we have an issue and we can't get somebody else in that we want. And I believe they already signed Garrett Dieter. He's the last on my list. Uh, I think they signed him to a futures contract already, though, didn't they? Yes, they did. So that one should be taken care of. So, you know, I expect that, you know, at this point, that's kind of where we're looking at with their exclusive rights free agents and their restricted free agents. And that that is quite a bit. That is a significant chunk. We still have a lot of players coming. We're going to get in to the free, the untethered. Anybody can go anywhere free agents that the Chiefs have. And it is a long list, and there are starters in this list, and we have to go through them one by one. That's tomorrow's show. Make sure you don't miss that one. There's a lot going on. We thank you for listening to us today. Make sure you check out Locked On Today and Locked On Presents, as well as leave us a new review over on iTunes. We appreciate it. Thanks for listening to us today, and we'll talk to you tomorrow. Ryan Tracy is the founder of Rogue Analytics and the host of RGR Football on YouTube. Follow him there. Chris Clark is a senior analyst at ChiefsDigest.com where you can get his work. Rate and review at Apple Podcasts and subscribe on your preferred podcast platform. Thank you for listening.